Palm Sunday, kind of a perplexing sort of a day. Uh, really a, a, a day filled with paradoxes. Now, what, what, what on earth is a paradox? A paradox is when you have two seemingly contradictory statements that can't both possibly be true, and yet they both are. We're confronted with many of these paradoxes. Jesus is a king, but he rides on a donkey. Jesus is the ruler of the world, and yet he's humble and gentle. How can both of these things be? Right. And then there's these crowds who are shouting praise and throwing down their cloaks on the road. And just a few days later, these same people are going to yell, crucify him. How can this be? How can both of these things be true? Today we're going to ponder some of these Palm Sunday paradoxes. We'll see seemingly contradictory things that are not only both true, but as we look at Jesus himself, we'll see these paradoxes are good news. It's amazing that such a powerful king loves us personally. It's amazing that such a powerful guy has shown us his grace. It's God's love why we ponder these Palm Sunday paradoxes. Okay, paradox number one. Jesus knows, but he needs Okay, Jesus knows everything. That's clear from this account, right? He can send the disciples ahead of them into the village where they haven't been yet. And Jesus can tell them exactly how this conversation is going to go down, right? They're going to find two donkeys, the, the, the older one, the mother, and the colt. And they can ask, and this guy will let him borrow them. Wow. But if Jesus knows so much, why does he need to borrow a donkey in the first place? A donkey was a pretty common animal. He knows but he needs. And uh, don't think that Jesus is stealing uh, these animals. Okay, first of all, he asked, and they granted permission. But more importantly, in the book of Psalms, another book in the Bible, it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So when they say the Lord needs them, well, it's already his in the first place. Uh, There's actually another verse in Psalms that says, the sheep in the fields all belong to God, along with the cattle on a thousand hills, and yes, every donkey as well. So this donkey for a short time was just returning to its rightful owner. Jesus knows where that donkey will be, and yet he needs to borrow one. Now if we look a little further ahead in the story, it's even more amazing how much Jesus knows, yet what he needs. Jesus knows that he is riding into Jerusalem for the very last time to die for the sins of the world. And yet, when he prays, he needs angels to strengthen him. Jesus knows that his disciples are all going to desert him, and yet he needs their prayers to be strong enough to go through with this suffering and death. What a paradox. Jesus knows but he needs. Then let's uh, take a look at this donkey. That's our, our second paradox. Actually, a couple of paradoxes here with this donkey. Because on the one hand, the donkey is a very lowly, humble kind of animal. The, the donkey was not the big stately horse 
the, the animal of, of regalness that a king would ride on, right? The, 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 the donkey was much more humble, much more suitable for everyday use. You would not ride a donkey into battle. But the donkey was perfect to bring in your crops from the field, to carry your wares to market, right? So when you think of the donkey, don't think of a tank. Think of a station wagon or a minivan. That's about what it was good. Now, is that the kind of vehicle that you would expect a king to ride in on? Uh, no, probably not. And yet, when you believe the Bible, you can see a king on this donkey. We heard one of those prophecies or promises in our first lesson. In the Bible, God promised, my king will come riding on a donkey. And, and when you flip through other pages in the Old Testament, um, Old Testament kings rode on donkeys or put their sons on donkeys to proclaim that they were the king. So when you first believe the scriptures, then you are able to see a king even on this lowly donkey. Another paradox here in the donkey, it's the paradox between peace and war. Okay. Again, the, the donkey, the perfect animal for peace bringing in your crops, carrying them uh, to the market, doing the everyday kind of business, getting the groceries. The donkey was not the right animal for war. That was the horse, strong and stately and fast. So here's Jesus riding on the animal of peace, heading into the greatest battle of all time, the battle to defeat sin, the, the, the battle to defeat death, and give us eternal life. Uh, in, in fact, Jesus is riding into the city of Jerusalem, which actually means city of peace. Uh, the way the Hebrew people would have pronounced it was Yerushalayim. You hear that word shalom in Yerushalayim, shalom, the, the Hebrew word for peace. This was a city of peace, and yet Jesus is riding in to fight a war. And yet by Jesus winning that war, he brought us peace. Peace with God. Peace to know that our sins are forgiven. Peace to know that we will have eternal life because Jesus says, I won the battle. I won the war and I'm bringing you the spoils of peace. See a couple paradoxes with that donkey? The king rides on this lowly animal and the animal of peace is what carries Jesus into war. The thing about the paradox of Jesus himself. I mean, just Jesus' whole existence is a paradox. He's the son of God, yet equal with God. He is the creator of the world who became a creature. He is high and exalted and almighty, and yet the word of God tells us, right, he is gentle and humble. Is that what you usually associate with the king? I mean, gentle means... Not using your power for yourself, but using that power to serve others. Is that usually how you think of a king, the high, mighty, exalted one? Not normally, but that's definitely what we associate with Jesus and who the Bible tells us Jesus is. Just his whole existence is a paradox to ponder, a paradox that is filled with good news. The shepherd, Jesus, died for the sheep that loved to wander. And the master paid the debt his servants owed him. 
there's some good news for us, a paradox worth pondering. Okay, does, does your head hurt yet, thinking of all these paradoxes? Uh, the, the, the paradox of Jesus knows and needs, the paradox of the donkey, the, the paradox of Jesus himself. Let's shift to another paradox, the paradox of the crowds. I think this one will probably hurt your heart more than it will hurt your head. Okay, look at these crowds on Sunday. They are literally taking the coats off their backs and putting them on this dirty donkey and spreading their cloaks on a dusty road and letting the donkey walk over it and letting the donkey do whatever the donkey is going to do. And keep in mind, most people only owned one cloak and it was what they wrapped up into sleep at night. You're going to put that down where a donkey's going to walk. That's what the crowds did. Big sacrifice on Sunday for Jesus. And they shout words of praise on Sunday to Jesus. Hosanna! That word means save us. It was a shout of victory, a cry to a king. And then they went on. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Again, that's a quote taken from the book of Psalms in the Old Testament, pointing to Jesus as the one promised Savior and Messiah. Put the crowds up there. And they shouted, glory in the highest heaven. This was some of the greatest praise that Jesus ever got on earth from these crowds on Sunday. But you know what the crowds did on Tuesday? They challenged Jesus with their questions and refused to believe in him. On Thursday, even Jesus' closest friends deserted him at the first sign of trouble and at the time of Jesus' greatest needs. And on Friday, these same crowds that shouted Hosanna shouted, Crucify! Now that hurts my heart. And not just for those naughty bad people back then, so I can wave my little finger at them. It hurts my heart because that sounds so much like the person that I see in the mirror. Right? Sunday morning, here we are, shouting praise to Jesus as loud as we can. But if it goes 61 minutes, I'm not going to be too happy. This literally happened on a Sunday afternoon. My loving wife put the laundry in the washing machine and she transferred it to the dryer, and I needed to go somewhere and needed a clean pair of socks. And would you believe that on a Sunday afternoon, I had to take my own socks out of the dryer? I'm a pastor. I'm the only one in the house who works on Sunday. Why couldn't everyone else get off their lazy butts and get the stuff out of the dryer? Why did I have to do it? Yeah, pastor's in front of you saying, even on Sunday afternoon, pastor yells with those crowds, crucify. What's it going to be for you? On Tuesday, when the car breaks down, you don't have enough money to pay for it? Will you challenge God with your question, why don't you love me? On Thursday, when your coworker gets the promotion that you were hoping for, will you say, God, why have you forgotten about me? And yell with those crowds, crucify him. On Friday, will it sound like a lot more fun to hang out with your friends 
than to hang out with Jesus on the very day he died on the cross. And how often do we yell with those crowds, crucify him. Here's the greatest paradox of Palm Sunday. Jesus loved the people who yelled crucify him. And Jesus loved those people, you and me, all the way to the cross. And the cross is the greatest paradox of all. God loved those people who hated him. And Jesus died for us, you and me. He put his blood on that cross. He showed us how much he loved us, this much. As he stretched out his arms and he died. For all the times we yelled crucify, for all the people who yelled crucify, Jesus put that cross on our sins. He healed our hearts that hurt. He soothed our souls that are seared with sin. And he rose from the dead to prove that we are all forgiven. There's a powerful paradox in the cross. And there's a personal paradox in baptism. Because for you, just you, Jesus reached out and said, you are my child. Always will be. I'm never going to change my mind. And your sins are all forgiven. Always will be. You know, there's a one final paradox here for us to ponder. It's the final question of the crowds when Jesus rides into Jerusalem. They ask, who is this? There were many answers to that question. And ultimately, it's one that you have to answer for yourself. Who is this Jesus? Jesus had plenty of enemies who said, he's just a liar and a deceiver. People shouldn't follow him. There were interested onlookers who said, just a guy in a donkey, can't be anybody important. Right. There, there, there were peer pressure followers who on Sunday said, wow, he's a prophet. But then they asked for him to be killed. What about you? How do you answer that question? Who is Jesus? Here's the paradox. He's the king who knows but he needs. Here's the paradox. He's the king who rides on the donkey, showing himself to be the king. Here's the paradox. He's the creator who became a creature. Here's the paradox. Jesus loved those people who loved to hate him, and he loved us all the way to the cross. There's a paradox to ponder. Amen. And God's love that loved you all the way to the cross is always yours through Jesus. Amen.